Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Amen. Awesome. Well, come with me in your, in your Bibles. Uh, we're going to look at Genesis chapter 1, where it all begins, where it all begins. And I, this, this, is a, this is a message that, that I just, it, it, some messages just need to be confirmations of things that you know or things that you didn't know that you knew. I found that the un, unfolding revelation is, uh, the Bible says that we're to love the Lord our God with all our hearts, with all our mind, with all our soul, with all our strengths. So isn't it interesting with all our heart, with all our mind, with all our soul, with all our strength. So the Bible makes a difference. So sometimes your heart will get something that your mind has not yet caught. Sometimes your soul will, will receive or possess something or have a revelation that hasn't yet made it up to your mind or hasn't yet moved your heart. So that's why when, when you preach, uh, when you hear preaching, when you sit under preaching, you'll hear something and you'll say amen. The amen is so important because what the amen does is it actually unifies your, your in, inner mechanisms. It actually brings you into unity. David says, unite my heart to fear your name. Integrity means to integrate, means to make one. And so integrity is my mind, my heart, my soul, and my strength are in alignment with God. My heart, my mind, my soul, my strength are in alignment with God's word. The enemy is always trying to divide because he knows that a house divided can't stand. So, so that's, that's, that's his plan. So let's have a look at Genesis, Genesis 1, 1 to 4 to start with. Uh, did I give you the, the title? Biblical Blueprints. So I want to preach on, in fact, it's biblical blueprints for success. Biblical. If you say to me, Pastor, what is your assignment? My assignment is to bring the word of God to you without religion trying to hijack it and make it something that it's not. And without the diluting it because I'm afraid of being rejected by the world, so I dilute the word of God. My job is to bring the word to you as pure in its purest form as I can, so that you can receive that word of God because the word of God will bring success. When Joshua was taken over from Moses, big shoes to fill, massive shoes to fill. When you think of Moses, 400 years of slavery. Moses ended it. He, he had a shepherd's rod in his hand and it became, the, the Bible says, it was the rod of God. It was the rod of God. And he would throw it down and turn the serpent, gobbled up the serpents of, of Egypt to show that God's power is greater than the witchcraft and the power of the devil and gobbled up three of them, burped, and then came back to, to Moses. And anybody else want to throw down? Yeah, didn't think so. And, uh, and that was the beginning of the, of the undoing, of the crumbling of, of e the Egyptian dynasty, the Egyptian kingdom. And God would deliver. And then when they get to the Red Sea, it's an impasse. It's impossible. And God says, what, what, why are you crying out to me? Stretch out your staff and part the sea. Like, don't, should have thought of that. I mean, I wouldn't have thought it. 
because you're trying to think, you know, how much power does this thing have? Well, there's the power to part of C and the C parts. And they go through and then the Egyptians in their arrogance and hubris, whoosh, you know, they take their chariots into, and the Bible says, and the Lord's removing the chariot wheels like he's doing in the world now. The, the 2030 Great Reset, their wheels are coming off left, right, and center, left, right, and center. They're losing elections here, and this is gone, and then Dominion's been thrown out from this country and that country, and Argentina just did this. It's amazing what's happening around the world. God is removing the chariot wheels, but he opens up the Red Sea. They go through the Red Sea on dry land. They get out, and then God brings it back and drowns the entire Egyptian army. Then for 40 years, manna in the wilderness, and now Joshua's got to take over. And Joshua's like, well, you know, do I get a magic stick? And God's like, no, I want you to meditate in my word. Meditate in my word. It began with, with, a, with, with a, the magic stick for Moses. And at the end, at the end, Moses couldn't make the jump. He couldn't make the transition. In the beginning, God, he struck the rock and brought water out of the rock. And at the end, God said to him, Moses, now in front of all the people, speak to the rock. Speak to the rock. And Moses, because he was angry at their rebellion, he says, must we bring water out of the rock for you? We meaning him and Aaron. And he struck the rock and water didn't flow because he was asked to speak to it. So he struck it a second time rather than repenting. And then the water flowed. And then God says, because you didn't hallow me in the eyes of the people, you'll see the promised land, but you won't take them into it. Because what you did out of your insecurity, you made sure the people were dependent upon you. You couldn't make the transition where they're not dependent upon your leadership, where they're dependent upon my word. My job is to make you dependent upon God's word, where God's word is working in your life. Yeah, but hang on, pastor. But if, if that happens, well, what if they leave you? Well, then they, they leave. But if they're wise, they'll, they'll be in alignment with the word of God. That they'll, they'll stay under the covering of, of the Word of God. But it's amazing how many leaders will, will transgress because they want to keep. They, they need the people. They need people to be needing them. Our job is not to have needy people. In, in the very, very early years, we had a connect group that just kind of kept blowing up. More and more people coming. But then I noticed every single person that goes there is dysfunctional. Every single person was broke, dysfunctional, messed up, jacked up. But they're all in this connect group. And then I began to see that they were in that connect group because that connect group leader got affirmation and warmth from, look at all these people who are dependent on my... Would they set them free? Oh, no way they're setting them free. Would they empower them and deliver them? No, no way, because then they wouldn't turn up. But they turn up because they need my... That's, that, was, that was sadly Moses. So God had to say, hey, Moses, it's over. Joshua, you're taking over and I'm getting you to begin where Moses should have got to in the word of God. Meditate in my word day and night. Do not let it depart from your mouth. Then you'll make your way prosperous. Everyone say prosperity. And then you'll make your way successful. For God who's against the prosperity gospel, he says it a lot, doesn't he, John? It's like he's always on and on about it. <laughs> So let's have a look at Genesis 1. It says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and void, and darkness covered the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. 
Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. Then God saw that the light was good and God divided the light from the darkness. The light he called day and the darkness he called night. So right there in the opening stanza of scripture is, is the most powerful principles, the most powerful truths that, that I want to just kind of speak on. And then we're going to uh, open it up if we've got time. For, first thing that you have to understand is that we are sons of God. And as sons and daughters of God, God is our example. Would you agree? God is our example. So God, God never asks you and I to do something that he doesn't first lead in. You know, he doesn't ask us to sacrifice, but he ain't sacrificing. You know, God doesn't ask us to give because he ain't give. Like everything, everything God asks of you in the scripture, he's already gone before you and I in, you know, buckets to deliver. So the first thing we got to understand is that you have to live by vision. You have to live by vision. In this story, in, in the opening stanza of Genesis, it says, in the beginning, God created heavens and earth. He created the heavens and the earth. And then it says that the earth was formless and void. Darkness covered the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And then God said, let there be light. So the lights came on in verse 3, but God created in verse 1. The human eye cannot see where there is no light. Light must be present for the human eye to see. So God didn't wait till he could see before he created. God created in the dark. The difference between sight and what God did is vision is the ability to see in the dark. Vision is seeing the invisible. When, when, when we were coming to San Diego, I hadn't seen San Diego. I hadn't seen the church. I hadn't, there was nothing for me. There was no light yet for me to see. So, so God says, all right, this is what I need you to do, son. I need you to close your eyes and I need you to see in the dark. I need you to see the campuses. I need you to see the people coming. I need you to see it's a city for Christ. I need you to see the, the, the church flourishing. I need you to see, you know, I, I saw glimpses. The Bible says now we see in a glass darkly. Now we see in a glass darkly. We, we see in part. And, and, and if I was honest with you, I, I saw in part the night of Christmas. I, I, we, we went to one that Hillsong used to put on and it was so moving. It was so incredible um, that they would take this. Uh, it, the traffic was crazy. It took three hours to get in and out, but they would take this entire park and it was just filled with thousands of people. And Darlene Check and all, all the worship leaders, and they would, they would attract some of the, the kind of the A-list celebrities and singers in Australia would come because it was so influential, so powerful, and they would be dressed to the nines, and they would be singing Christmas carols, and it was Australia's greatest voices inside the church and outside the church dressed in what I would say was a very, very low socioeconomic area at that time, but they, they were dressed like in their, in their Sunday best, in their finest dresses and garments and the presentation, the excellence and the impact. And I was just a, just a, just a brand new, straight out of Bible college youth pastor, but I remember just saying one day, one day if I have a church, I want to do that in whatever city I'm in. I, I want to glorify Jesus to, to see what God did, but, but I, I saw it and then I saw it. You have to see it before you see it. If you don't see it, you won't get to see it. 
So you've got to see it before you see it. Does that make sense? Vision is seeing it before you see it. God created the heavens and the earth before he turned on the light. So God saw it before he saw it. Because the Bible says, it goes on and says, and God saw that it was good. But it only says that God saw after the lights come on. So God saw it before he saw it. He visioned it. You've got to have a vision. Have a vision for your life. So a lot of people say, well, you know, when this happens or, you know, I can't, I can't, you know, see myself getting married because right now it's so difficult. I can't see myself breaking out of this debt. I can't see myself owning a home here. I can't see myself. Stop it. What are you doing? If you can't see it, you won't see it. You have got to start seeing it. Well, hang on, hang on. Whoa, 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 pastor. Are you trying to say that we can just kind of like make stuff happen through our imagination? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Why is it taking so long? That's why God gave you and your, your imagination center. Now watch this. So are you saying that I can just like, you know, fairy tale fantasize things? Well, you can. It's stupid. It's a waste because God watches over his word to conform it. He doesn't watch over my fantasy to perform it. He watches over my word. Now, if my fantasy is inspired by the word of God, you better believe that fantasy is coming to pass. I dreamt that I had, a, I had a vision as a little child that one day I want to marry the most beautiful woman on planet earth and God exceedingly abundantly above my little Leanie Rooney. I mean, unbelievable. Are you kidding me? And, but, but, it was, it was, but it was the word of God. God's will is to give you the desires of your heart. God's will is for you to be married. God's will is for you to be the head, not the tail above only, not beneath. God's will is for you to take the land. God's will says every place the sole of your foot shall tread, I am giving to you. God wants you to flourish. God wants you to increase. God. So if you're, as long as your imagination and your dreams and your vision are rooted in Scripture, in the Word of God, you can be certain God watches over His Word to perform it. Can I just tell you, when people say, oh man, oh, that, you know, that awakened church, what they you know, what Pastor Jurgen's teaching you, you know, not, honestly, look at the fruit. A couple arrived with three little boys in suitcases and the house that we rented in Rancho Bernardo got, got, that they gave it to somebody else because um, I had to hand my laptop in four days before we before we flew over and we stayed with Leanne's mum and dad because it was really important, um, you know, for Leanne to be able to grieve with her family and sisters because we're about to leave again to go to much further away than what New Zealand was to, to the United States of America. Problem was her mum and dad didn't have internet back then. So I had no way to check my emails. And so I'd send an email and, and wired a deposit to this beautiful South African guy in, in Rancho Bernardo who's like, yeah, 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 you can take our house for a year, yeah. You know, $3,500 a, a month. And so I sent, you know, three months, 10 grand. I'm like, oh, this is, this is awesome. We got it secure. And then I get to the airport and, you know, there's all the family and everyone there. And I thought, I'll just go. There's a little, you know, back, remember the, the internet kiosk? The, you know, so I go over there and I'll log on and there's these three emails. And I'm like, oh, shoot. So I read the first one. He's like, hey, I just had someone offer me two years. Can you guys match it? And then the second email, hey, if you don't match the two years, I'm going to go with them because I, I'd rather someone do two years than one year. And then the third one was, I've just refunded your money. And so I'm like, oh, dear God, how do I tell Leanne when we land, we've got nowhere to stay? And I thought, you know what? She's, you know, obviously emotional right now. I'll wait till, I'll wait till we get on the plane. <laughs> Duh. Wait till we get on the plane. Well, we get on the plane <clears throat> and Leanne's like, 
you know, and she's still processing the emotions. And then our, our, our eldest was very, very heartbroken. He was 11, almost turning 11, leaving all of his friends. And so he was heartbroken. So I saw Leanne, I thought, well, I can't, I can't now just, like she's, I'll wait till after. And then she comes and she puts her headphones on. She's, you know, watching a, a movie on the plane. I thought, well, I don't want to interrupt the movie. I'll wait till after. And then the movie finishes and I look over and she's fast asleep. And I thought, well, I don't want to wake her while she's, I'll do it when she wakes up. And then she wakes up as we're coming in to land. And, uh, and then she leans home and she says, so tell me all about this house. <laughs> Funny you should ask. <laughs> so we're like, so we landed here, nowhere to go, three little boys. But, but, but we had a vision. We had a vision of, of what God was wanting to do. You got to get a vision for what God wants to do. But watch this. Look at the fruit. If, if, if it's not working in my life, for goodness sake, run from the word of God. Jesus says, beware of false teachers. You'll know them by their fruit. He didn't say you know them by their false teaching. You, you'll, you'll know them by what most of Google is telling you is correct. He says, you'll know them by their fruit. Always look at the, a bad tree can't bear good fruit. A good tree can't be bad, can't, can't bear bad fruit. You'll know the tree. The tree is known by its fruit. How do you know that's an orange tree? Oranges are hanging there. Well, what if it claims to be a lemon tree? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it claims. The fruit tells you what kind of tree it is. Have a, have a look at the fruit. Like the fruit is unbelievable. Even I pinch myself at the fruit. Eight locations, six in San Diego, soon to be nine, you know, eight, seven, eight locations here in San Diego. The buildings, the extraordinary, the fruit comes from. You can trust this word. You can put your roots down. Let the word of God arrest your imagination. But don't think the imagination is daydreaming or is just, you know, an escape from reality. You've got to spend your time there. Dr. Yongi Cho, Dr. David Yongi Cho, who built the largest church in, in the world, probably in Christendom history, a million members, used to call it going spiritual sightseeing. He would pray at least three to four hours a day, but he would spend close to 30 or 40 minutes a day what he calls spiritual sightseeing, where he would just go into the Word of God and just begin to see in detail what God was wanting to do, where God was wanting to take the church, what God was wanting to... Are you doing that with your finances? Are you doing that with your family? You're doing that with your marriage? Because if you don't see it, you won't see it. So you've got to see it before you see it. Does that make sense? So God did everything with vision. You and I need to do vision. Amen? Amen. All right. Can I move on? Okay. Number two. Now, did you all catch that? All right. Number two. Number two. Watch this. I love this. I love this. It says, now the earth was formless and void. Verse two. The earth was formless and void. Darkness. All sounds negative, doesn't it? You know, right now, formless. There's, there's no, you know, we're, we're renting in Carmel Valley Middle School or starting out in a parking lot in Del Mar. Uh, void, you know, not a whole lot of footprint, not a whole lot of stuff happening. And darkness, you know, like you can be overwhelmed by you, all you see is the negative, all you see is the hopeless, all you see is the difficult, all you see is the economy, all you see is need, all you see is darkness covered the, the face of the deep. And then it says this, and... Who? What does it say? And? And the Spirit of God was hovering. Spirit of God. Hovering. In the formless, in the void, in the darkness, in the negative. Guess who's there? He's like, 
You and me, I got this. I don't understand how people do church without the Holy Ghost. You're not just meant to do church with the Holy Ghost. You're meant to do life with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is your helper. He's the greatest companion in the midst of your formless Holy Ghost hovering. And notice he's not just static. He's hovering. He's moving. Whenever the Holy Spirit is moving, whenever the Holy Spirit is moving, the impossible takes place. When the Holy Ghost is, and the Holy Spirit is there in the formless, in the void, in the darkness, in the negative, in the hopeless, in the difficulty, in the overwhelming. So when we came here, I remember uh, I had a beautiful gentleman who used to go to a, a big church in San Diego and and I left his house in Rancho Santa Fe and I'm driving past this, this fairly significant church. And he's like, yeah, yeah, the property's probably worth over a hundred million because it's, and it's got schools and, you know, buildings, you know, to, and he goes, yeah, yeah. And the pastor's got four degrees, four degrees. And I'm like, shoot, I don't even have one degree. And, I'm, and, and as I'm driving past, you know, the traffic just happened to bank up and I'm driving past the buildings, the school, and then the church, and then all these buildings, and, you know, the sprawling grounds, and, and the parking lot, and everything's pristine, and there's like a Bentley here, and, and I'm like, ah, and I'm just getting so intimidated, and I remember just saying to God, I said, God, what am I even doing here? The guy's got four degrees, I don't even have one degree. The guy's got a hundred million dollars worth of buildings, and we're renting in flipping Carmel Valley Middle School. I said, God, he's got everything. I've got nothing. And then the Holy Ghost goes, you've got me. I'm like, I'm sorry, Holy Spirit. <sighs> and then I realized he can, he can have all the stuff. He can have all the accoutrements. I got him. I got in my formless, void, darkness. You know who I got? I got him. So I'm going to partner with him. I'm going to partner with him. Because if you partner with him, with God, all things are possible. You, why, why, why is he hovering? Why is he hovering? Because he's waiting for the word. Can I tell you, the Holy Spirit was hovering in San Diego long before Leanne and I got here. But he was just waiting for a pastor who would partner with him and release the word. He was waiting for a pastor who would release the word to partner with the Holy Ghost to see the impossible become possible, to see the invisible become visible, to see God do something he had never done before. Can I just tell you, Jesus said, it is to your advantage that I go. It's to your advantage that I go. Unless I go, I can't send him, the helper, Parakletos. I can't send the one who's called to be your counselor. He's going to lead you. He'll remind you of everything that I told you. He'll lead you into all truth because he is the spirit of truth. The truth shall make you free. The truth will clear. He, he is the Spirit. When you partner with the Holy Ghost, He makes the impossible possible. You want to partner with the Holy Ghost. Every day, just let the Holy Ghost know, hey, I'm partnering with you. How are you doing that, Pastor Jurgen? I'm going to speak your language. I'm going to let you speak through me. Whatever you want to say, here I am, your vessel, you have carte blanche. And when you pray in tongues, the Holy Ghost is interceding for you. 
you don't even know where to pray as we ought. Romans 8.26 says, So the Spirit Himself, how much time you're spending in tongues. If you face the impossible, if you're looking at darkness, if you're looking at void, if you're looking at empty, if you're looking at chaotic, I'm telling you, there are so many times I've hit walls. There are so many times I've hit impossible. There are so many times I've hit difficult. And I just know that nothing is too difficult. Nothing is too great for our God. When I can't see a way through, I'll pray in tongues until I see, until I see a way through. Pray in tongues. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Partner with the Holy Ghost. If God partnered with the Holy Ghost, the arrogance and the hubris of churches to say we don't need the Holy Ghost. God partnered with the Holy Ghost. Oh, dear Jesus. Okay. All right. Number three actually is faith. Faith is the next one. So the first one is vision. Second one is partnered with the Holy Ghost. Third is faith. Faith existed in the beginning because God said, let there be light. When everything was dark. When everything was dark, God said, let there be light. Faith is declaring something before it exists. Faith is declaring something before it exists. So I would meet people and they say, hey, you know, tell us about your church in San Diego. Oh, actually God spoke to me and he said, it's not a church. It's going to be one church, four locations. And, and they, they, would, they, would, they would always get indignant like that flipping Jürgen. He's such an arrogant. But I, I, I had to repeat what the Holy Spirit told me. Now, if you said, could you see it? Like, not really. I'm just happy to have one church in one location. But, but God says, I want you to begin to speak those things that are not as though they are. Begin to declare those things that do not exist as though they exist. Did you know that God speaks things into being? Romans 4.17, speaking about Abraham, that God comes to Abraham because God is God. And the Bible says that God says to Abraham, I want you to change your name from Abram, father or exalted father, to Abraham, father of multitudes. Abraham is 99. His wife, Sarai, is 89. And he says, and by the way, change her name from Sarai to Sarah, which means princess. You can't be a princess if you have nothing to rule or govern over. And he says, don't worry, because the children that are going to come from her are more numerous than the sand on the seashore. But he had to change his name. So people say, hey, Abram, hey, exalted father, or actually change my name. It's not exalted father anymore. Well, thank God, because you're 99 and no kids. What are you calling yourself now, barren buddy? He's like, no, actually, it's father of multitudes. People are going home going, man, that guy, I saw Abraham, man. I think he's, you know, dementia set in. He's hallucinating. He's walking around telling everyone with a puffed chest, hey, I'm the father of a multitude. And the guy's got no kids. But God was getting him to change because God works on heaven kingdom principles, not earthly principles. He works on heavenly principles. And God says, you need to speak those things that are not as though they are. What are you speaking over your life? What do you speak? Faith has a language. Faith has a language. Begin to declare. Begin to, begin to declare over your life that God is with me. If God is, if God is for me, who or what can be against me? I will not only own property, but I will own properties in Jesus. Now, whatever the devil's me, de devil tells me I can't do, I double down when I come back. Oh, I ain't gonna own a property? Let me tell you something, devil. I'm gonna own multiple properties. 
Want to give me another word that I can't do? Because I'll just double right back to you with God. When God is on your side. But you've got to go to faith. Faith is speaking a thing. Begin to declare a thing. I am healed while you're feeling your, your body racked with pain. I am blessed while you've got bills coming out of your ears. I am prosperous. I am flourishing. My children are taught of the Lord. My children are serving the Almighty God. When the devil comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord always lifts up a standard. When the enemy comes in, the Spirit of the Lord is lifting up a standard. Are you, if you're partnered with the Holy Ghost... He gives you access to that standard. What is it? He'll put a word into your mouth because the word and the spirit, God said, let there be light. And the Holy Ghost goes, yes, sir. And light comes. The Holy Spirit is always waiting to partner with the word of God. He wants to know, are you going to speak the word of God? Or are you going to speak hopelessness? Are you going to speak the word of God? Or are you going to speak negativity and fear? And, and it just can't be done. And you don't understand. Well, on CNN, they said, or you can say, actually, you know what the word of God says? And it doesn't matter how dark. It doesn't matter how void. It doesn't matter how formless. I'm going to declare the word of God speak by faith oh dear Jesus all right number what are we up to number four numero cuatro number four is discernment discernment existed in the beginning because the Bible says God saw that the light was good the light he called day the darkness he called night then God separated the light from the day God separated the light from the day God separated it, which is discernment. So God could separate light particles from dark matter. So the word of God brings discernment. You need discernment. If you said to me, hey, pastor, over the years, what's, what's one of the, the things that has most been elevated as a necessity to live by? I would say discernment. I have lost hundreds of thousands of dollars because I lacked discernment. I lacked discernment. They were saying all the right things. They had all the right things. They had all the schmooze on the paper. It had such an appeal. It had such a draw. Didn't realize it was a Ponzi scheme. Didn't realize it was, didn't realize it was all a deception. Didn't, real, didn't have discernment. I had a, had a young adults ministry that, you know, uh, blessing is increase and increase is a headache. Because <laughs> you've got to now manage the increase. So when everything's little, you're like, God, give me increase. And then God increased. You're like, oh, dear God, what did I ask for? Because now I've got to manage all this stuff. So, so we, when we took over at Oxford Falls, all, all three, the, the junior high ministry, the high school ministry, and the young adults ministry just exploded. And there was a guy who said, hey, let me take the, high, uh, let me take the young adults. 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 And three times the Holy Spirit said, don't. He's got his own agenda. Don't. He's got his own agenda. Don't. He's got his own agenda. But I sit with one of my key leaders, and I'm like, and he's like, no, you need to give it to this guy. He's the guy I said, oh, man, I just feel like he's got his own agenda. No, 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 he's the guy on paper. You know, he's, he's the guy, he's the guy. So I give him our young adults ministry, about 300, 350 young adults, and within three months, he announces that he's starting a church down the road, and he's going to start it with all these young adults. And now I've got to tell Pastor Phil that I put this guy in power who is now going to take all these young adults and go down the road and uh, start a church. And, uh, and unfortunately, that man didn't get to start a church. He died of cancer, which is really sad, in, in his 30s. See, so you never want to mess with God. But, but I had to then rebuild the young adults and had to rebuild. And so many of our young adults were, instead of staying on fire for God, were like nightclubbing and hooking up and... And it's almost like we lost an entire generation because I 
didn't listen to the Holy Ghost who could separate light from darkness. You want discernment. Discernment comes from the Word of God. When God said, let there be light. If you look at everything through the light of the Word. Did you hear that? God said His Word. God said, Word, let there be light. Light was. Then God saw through the light that He created. The light was good and the dark. And He separated the two. The light He called day. Discernment comes from looking at everything through the light of the Word of God. If you look at everything through the light of the Word of God, you'll have discernment. Okay, I'm out of time. But I've got two more really good points. The, the next one, this is the one that I wanted to get to, is, is team. This is the one, I, team. So it, how beautiful. You go down, God's just, I mean, he's just kicking goals. Just kicking, kicking goals. And then he gets to verse 26, saying, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. Well, hang on, God, why, 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 why? why? Dude, look at this. This is all you. You're a man. He's like, yeah, but... I want, to, I want to develop, I want to raise up, I want to let us make man in our image and in our likeness and let them have dominion. Well, hang on, they haven't done anything. Oh, what do you mean let them have dominion over the fish? Over everything you create, you're going to let them? You're going to let them that they... But, honestly, the success of Awaken is let them. Jesse Sullivan, let them. John and Becky Lynn Heinrichs, let them. Michael and Lisa Hundley, let, let, let them. Hundley, let them. Summer Peterson making her debut on stage at... Is there anything Pastor Summer can't do? Let them. Let them. Christian, Christian Waples this year took a sabbatical because he's been in every event that we've done, every production that we've done. Took a sabbatical to direct. And we are ooh and ah and standing ovation at the end of every show. But could it have happened if Christian Waples didn't flow in the same spirit of God of, hey, I'm going to bring up from what you can't see, but I'm going to bring up somebody, put blessing, equip them, empower them, anoint them so that Brody Shipper can just, you know, hit a home run every single show. That's Christian Waples. That's Annika in the, in the stands. It's... It's let them. It's let them. Andre and Shauna Johnson. Are you kidding? Have our, have our children's ministry, have our generation's ministry ever been this healthy? It's, it's let them. It's raising people up. You need team. In fact, the strength of your legacy is determined by the amount of team around about you. Whatever you're building, look to build team. Look to build team. Look to build team. Look to build team and release team. Amen. I've got a whole other word, but I'll have to leave it for another time. Come on, let's stand to our feet. Who, who received that today? Come on. Come on, let's just take 30 seconds. Just pray in tongues. Marco and Natalie Contreras. Stretch your hands out towards Marco and Natalie. Lift your hands, guys. They're, they're living in a... They've got like a six week, but Father, I just thank you, Lord God, that even in these six weeks of almost, yeah, it's a transition. It's, I just hear the Lord say, 
He's going to turn it into an adventure that even your kids are going to say, that was so much fun living out of a suitcase. It's not what mommy would want. It's not what, but, but I just hear the Lord say, he's, he's even doing this. He's even orchestrated this because it's so easy to get all wound up over this. And this has to be perfect before I'm happy. And God is going to teach you that you're going to enjoy the journey because the journey of this life, God is going to cause you to have celebratory moments. And in each moment, in each moment, there's a message. God has, God gives us messages in the moment. And everybody wants to arrive and then they'll smile. But the Bible calls us sojourners. The Bible calls us pilgrims on a pilgrimage. It's, it's the journey towards heaven. It's the journey. Can we have contentment? Can we have peace? And there's just a blessing and a peace. And the Lord is going to overwhelm and overtake you with blessing. You'll feel unsettled in the natural, but you're going to feel so settled in the spiritual because the Lord would say that this, this, the house, when you move in, it's the first of many of my promises. But the Lord is, is, has intentionally allowed there to be like this six-week delay why? Because he's teaching you that your, your life is going to be continue one promise after another coming to pass. But God is going to be with you and he's going to give you contentment in the delay. He's going to give you contentment in the journey. You're going to have peace in the process. And you're going to enjoy the process knowing that it's inevitable that the promise is coming to pass. And I even see the, the word of the Lord that God gave us for 2024 is more in 2024. And I hear the Lord say, get ready, get ready, get ready for more in 2024. More over your business, over your marriage, over ministry, over your children, over your finances, every area. More in 2024. More in 2024. Mrs. Lum. Testing. She Did you see that? That was amazing. Let me try this. Mrs. Cipriani. Not quite as quick, but you're only 10 days in. All right. All right, lift, lift your hands. Stretch your hands. How many people love Shelly? And I, I honestly, I just hear God saying, my daughter I delight in. This is my daughter in whom I have great delight. And 2024 is because of where you've come from, the prophetic the profound, the powerful. When you preach and when you minister, it's prophetic, it's profound, it's powerful. But next year, what God is going to do, because you can have steak and you can have potatoes and you can have all the accoutrements, but, but there's something about steak sauce and there's something about dessert that makes the meal. There's something about a really nice red wine with it doesn't take away from, but it adds to. And I just hear the Lord saying that 2024, he's, he's going to wash through all your sermons, all your revelations, and the, Holy, and the Holy Spirit will affirm it. The devil will try to say, almost like a religious spirit will say, no, you can't get up and be fun, and you can't get up and smile. You're taking away from the word. And the Lord would say, no, my daughter, no, my daughter. You are a delight to me, and, you're gonna, and that delight is going to come through you. And people are going to say, my God, that, that Shelly, when she ministers, when Pastor Shelly ministers, it's powerful, it's profound, but it's so delightful. She is so funny. She is so full of joy. She is so full of life. It was like 
like sugar helping the medicine go down. Father, and I just thank you, Lord God, and the prophetic is going to increase. Everything's going to increase, but the Lord would say, I made you a delight, and it's going to flow through everything that you do. You're a delightful person. God brought you here to literally turn the delight on. God's word over you was almost like a, an aberration of Genesis 1-3. Let there be delight because you walked in the light and you walked in truth and you walked in mission and you walked in assignment and you walked in purpose. And, and you, you, know, you went to, to outer Mongolia and you planted a church and you, you, you were so, but God brought you here because he wanted to turn on delight, 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 delight. And it's the delight of God to bless you. It was the delight of God, delight. I hope that's okay. Yeah. Love you. Love you. All right. Lift your hands. Father, we just thank you for blessing over these beautiful sons and daughters. Father, let 2024 be 2020 more for each and every one of them. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, beautiful Pastor Kate. Wow. What an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already, and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.